0: Good morning, good day, good evening, good night. Whatever time it is you're listening to this podcast of all things first aid. I'm your host, Jay. Uh, Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different as in the sense that uh, I'm not going to be relaying immediate medical care, first aid care, or or anything of that. I want to specifically talk about COVID-19. I am recovering from COVID-19. Uh, I can't remember the variant BA2 or whatever it is. They called it the stealth variant because uh, it's very sneaky. Um, everyone gets different signs and symptoms. The person I got it from was had a much milder case. Recovery time was a lot faster. There are lots of fact variables that uh, will determine recovery and things like that, and that's sort of what I want to go into here. Um, The information is all over the the web about the different uh, signs and symptoms, so I won't go into that specifics. Other than that, they're very uh, wide and broad, and not everyone gets them. Um, I my signs and symptoms came on rather suddenly. I tested negative twice in in three days, and the fourth day I was positive because there was uh, noticeable changes in my uh, in my symptoms. Let I me. Mean, uh, I had what I would consider a moderate fever. I um, don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Uh, found breathing to be difficult at times, and that's being very generous. Um, a lot of coughing, a lot of congestion, a lot of phlegm. I didn't have the dry cough. I had the very uh, wet uh, phlegm, product- what we call a productive cough, and... uh Energy, there was none, there still is none, and I've been working on this now over three weeks. Uh, technically, they say after, for Canada, they say after uh, 10 days of being uh, asymptomatic, we are considered to be uh, um, not at a high risk for um, transmission. Uh, now that being said, there, you know there is always that possibility. And the other thing has to do with fee- being fever-free for 24 hours without the use of of antipyretic, so like a t- a t- uh, acetaminophen or something like that. Now, that being said, I did have a fever earlier this week for just a day. So it did come back, and it left. Am I still infectious? I don't know. All the, the most recent criteria says I'm not. Uh, I'm still wearing a mask. I'm still very cautious where I go in public. I uh, I don't go places unless I, I need to for, for groceries or fuel or whatnot. Uh, so as first aiders, first responders, anyone dealing with the public uh, who are already in a um, immunocompromised situation, and what I mean by that is... If they're in a motor vehicle collision, and you you know they, they have other underlying medical issues, you know they they're at a higher risk for uh, not just COVID but other infections as well. So you as responders really need to take due do care and diligence in making sure that you protect not only yourself but your casualties. Um, wearing a mask, whatever your local uh, jurisdiction government recommends as being the most protection for you and for the casualties and people you're, you're dealing with. I, I tend to wear, uh, before I got COVID, I wore three masks um, and I can barely tolerate wearing one now if I'm out in public, so I just have to be very cautious as to uh, where I go and, and how, how much I'm out in public. Um, I contracted this particular uh, variant From someone in my household, so it had nothing to do with hand washing or uh, being in community awareness or community uh, COVID. Uh, The person in my household got it from someone um, that they were that they knew, and they were asymptomatic at the time, so no symptoms. And um, but this variant spreads very quickly, and um, it can have lasting, lingering effects. Um, I'm being assessed later in the next few days for secondary pneumonia due to the COVID, just because of the shortness of breath and the um, some other symptoms I'm having that are not getting any better. Um, I I'm fortunate in the sense that I have access to some medical equipment. Such as a SpO two monitor and and things like that. So I've been monitoring my my own oxygen levels. Uh, the only thing I wish I had access to at home was an oxygen tank because some days I wish I could I could really use one. Um, just a little give you a little context and background. I'm in my mid fifties. I'm probably about twenty to thirty pounds overweight. Um, not exactly the, you know, exquisite fit of health, but in my younger days, I, I was very athletic and um, would go out of my way to, you know, either go for a long walk or a long uh, bike, bicycle ride or, or swim or whatnot. So it wasn't the fact that I didn't have muscle memory and, and things like that. Um, in fact, pre, pre-COVID, pre um I had a a resting heart rate of 54 to 55. And that is very normal in someone who's either athletic or previously athletic. Um, I can't say that now, though. So with my background and some uh, present current medical conditions, um, this is going to be a longer road than let's say, an 18-year-old who uh, who has no other underlying conditions. Everyone's a little bit different. Everyone really is. Uh, and I'm bringing this to you as the people who, who listen to these podcasts and, and get something out of this, whether it's uh, the soft skills that I did last time or it's the first aid aspect of it. Uh, what I want you to take out of this particular podcast episode is... Uh, This is not to be trifled with. Um, I'm not saying that with any kind of hype, you know, scare tactics or anything like that. It's just this is not a common cold or a common flu. Um, I was telling my my family physician a couple of weeks ago. I've actually had true influenza and pneumonia. Uh, The pneumonia was secondary due due to the influenza, and I, and that was 28 years ago, uh, I'd m- much rather have that than this. And that's pretty sad if you've ever had pneumonia For to hear me say that because pneumonia is uh, not something uh, that it should be played with either. Um, so if in, you know anyone who has contracted, or if you are unfortunately enough one of those people to contract COVID, Uh, Listen to your um, health provider's advice, whether it be a physician, nurse practitioner. Um, Get plenty of rest, don't overdo yourself. The big thing is loss of appetite and I'm still uh, dealing with that as well. Um, And it's kind of an oxymoron to say, go ahead and eat whenever you don't feel like eating because you don't feel like moving and it takes every bit of energy. You have to even um, even just go to the washroom. So make sure you stay very well hydrated. Um, Someone who is ill like this and may have other underlying conditions or at age demographics, uh, if you're not drinking enough fluid, uh, you can get kidney damage because your kidneys are not uh, doing what they're supposed to do. Not to mention the fact that you're a higher risk for dehydration. And that has its whole whole host of other issues as well. Um, So drink plenty of fluids. um, Whatever your physician or or healthcare provider recommends for. uh, Nutrients and and vitamins and things like that. Um, I've started taking to drinking uh, more juice and more um, electrolytes just because I know um, and that's not something I drink on a regular basis, but just because of the fever and the no appetite, I needed to keep some of my, uh, my electrolytes uh, up and uh, it didn't take as much effort to drink a glass of juice as it did to eat a sandwich or something like that. My employer has been really good about uh, giving me time off for this, Um, and only—it's not just me. There's other employees where I work who have or have had COVID, and uh, the exhaustion, uh, what what is noted as being long co long haul COVID or long COVID, uh, where the exhaustion, the signs and symptoms of the COVID are lasting longer than the typical 10 to 14 days. Um, especially with the shortness of breath, the fatigue. Um, I, I've stopped teaching first aid for the month of May. Uh, I've reached out to all of my other uh, instructors I work with and I uh, said, just take me off for the month of May and I'll see what June brings. Um, because one of the side effects of the COVID besides being shortness of breath and fatigue is feeling faint when you're doing most anything that takes exertion. And that would be kind of embarrassing to have your first aid instructor pass out in a classroom. So uh, when it wasn't necessary. I'm going to make this a fairly short podcast today as you can probably hear I am uh, having some difficulty keeping uh, my breath uh, at a fairly decent pattern without going too short of breath but I did want to reach out to to you as a listening audience and say thank you very much for all that you've done Uh, and as soon as I am Uh, more on the mend and uh, more able to go into a a deeper podcast. I'm going to be off for a little while. You all have access to my email and uh, Twitter account. Feel free to reach out uh, if you wish for any suggestions. Um, No matter what part of the world you're in, uh, first aid is first aid whether you call it one thing or, or or whatever it's still first aid you're still applying emergency care to someone who is in need okay take care stay well and stay hydrated